Amen. What, what I want to do this morning is, is come back to our mission statement. It kind of took the summer off. We started it in June, and then I knew we've, a lot of people would be in and out of town traveling and different things, and, and uh, I know there's some people out this morning as well, but just wanted to look, as we've looked at being, what it means to be active in missions, what it means to be dedicated in discipleship, but this morning, I want, to, I want us to, to look at what it means to be focused on building community. What, what, is, what does it mean when we say community? What does it mean for us as a church? And, you know, I think in the church, um, not necessarily PIC, but in the church in general, when you talk about the word community, it's, it's, it can be labeled a buzzword. And a buzzword's not always a bad thing. It just means it's kind of trending. It means it's on a lot of people's hearts, the radar, and so forth. We get these certain um, movements, fads, trends, um, things that, that God does um, in cultural churches or in, in the American church at times or in, in you know, certain churches along the way. And, but what I've thought about over the last few months in terms of community is like so many things that start off really good and really promising that sometimes it falls into a certain trap and that trap being that we talk more about it and then we actually practice it. And as I've thought about community here at PIC, I do think there's a great sense of community, but I do think God wants to call us a little bit deeper in community, more than just a little bit deeper, but a whole lot deeper in community. Last week, I talked about connecting with God and, and the value that we, we need to have really in just having a quiet time and, and times of solitude. But I also want to talk about what it means for us to connect relationally at a deeper level, especially knowing that we, we are a multi-ethnic church, which means there's, there's a ton of differences that exist along the way. But if you read sermons or hear, listen to sermons, you read books, Bible study um, studies, study books, podcasts, social media posts, you're going to find this idea of community communicated um, in some form or fashion along the way. And I love the idea of community. I love the idea of everyone being engaged, involved, connected. Um, I love that idea. We, we've got two, two new sets of neighbors in our neighborhood. And, and so Friday night we went and knocked on their door and we said, hey, we're going to have a cookout tomorrow night. So they, they both came over um, last night, and we just sat outside under our basketball goal in the concrete, and we, we ate some hamburgers and hot dogs, and, and we talked to like 9.30 at night. Uh, the kids were running around. And I was like, this is an idea of just community, just sitting and, and, um, and just talking and getting to know each other. And, and I love that idea. I kind of grew up you know, in the mountains where it wasn't the hustle and bustle at times, and people would just show up at your home. And I know it scares a lot of people just to have someone show up at your home because their things might be out of order or, or whatever. But, <laughs> but that was just the community that, that you kind of lived in. You shared life. And you know, I think we fight against a number of things as a church sometimes, but one is we are spread out. We, don't, we all don't live in the same community. We live, you know, from Robbins to Summerfield to, to Gibsonville or Burlington to, to the west side and, and, and so forth, which makes it a little bit more challenge for us at times. You know, I, I like to um, kind of observe social settings and, and different things. And you ever notice that when you, you're in a doctor's office that everyone kind of whispers, that no one kind of talks, that, you know, if two people are walking in and they're, and they're talking, all of a sudden, they just get quiet, and, and the people, you know, maybe their husband and wife or, or someone's taking someone, they're usually just whispering. The same at a table, like if you're out at a restaurant and there's a waiter or waitress comes up and you're engaged in conversation, the conversation just kind of pauses for a moment, as if the waiter or waitress is, you know, going to say something or they might overhear something. Maybe you are talking about, you know, how to fix the world or, or something like that. I don't know. But then once the waiter or waitress leaves, you, you, you jump back into your conversation. 
My personal favorite is an elevator, especially a crowded elevator. Elevators to me are strange and kind of unusual places because you're kind of crammed into the small space and it's awkward. It's, it's, it's unusual in some ways, especially the crowded ones. You're packed in like sardines. You're close to people you've never met before and you don't want to touch them and you certainly don't want to make eye contact with them. If you make the mistake of making eye, t- eye contact, usually there's a little smile and in, and in your head it's staring at the floor or you're looking at the buttons or if there's a thing at the top telling you which floor, you're usually fixed on one of those three things and you just can't wait to get off the elevator. I was reading a story about three guys who got on a crowded elevator, doors opened, and it was crowded, and you could kind of hear the moan of the people on the elevator, like, oh, they're not going to try to get on, are they? And so they all got on, the, the two or the three, and the, and the third one got on, and the door closed behind him. He couldn't turn around. So now he's looking at everyone. Awkward, right? So he begins to smile, as the story says, and he says, all you might be wondering why I called this meeting this morning. And it said, everyone busted out in laughter, And then as the ice broke, people started talking for that short elevator ride. And I was thinking about this in terms of community. A lot of times we can be surrounded with crowds, but yet never experience true community. We can pass each other um, and know certain things about each other at work or in the neighborhood or even in church, but never really be in true community, never build deeper relationships with each other. There's a scripture from 1 Thessalonians that I want us to look at this morning. Uh, 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 7 and 8. And Paul says this. He says, Although we could have been a burden as Christ's apostles, instead we were gentle among you, as a nursing mother nurtures her own children. Verse 8, We cared so much for you that we were pleased to share with you not only the gospel of God, but also our own lives because you have become dear to us. You know, verse 7 gives this imagery of a child needing its mother for for nurturing and and nourishment and so forth. And it's really a no-brainer when we say, hey, we need each other. You know, Paul talks about this to the Corinthians as well. He says in 1 Corinthians 12, so the eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. Or again, the head can't say to the feet, I don't need you. But even more, those parts of the body that seem to be weaker are necessary. You see, there's a deep longing in our soul, I believe, for relationships um, with each other, with God vertically, yes, but also horizontally, that we share our lives in different ways. And I think that's why God said in Genesis 2.18, it's not good for man to be alone. Verse 8, Paul says, We cared so much for you that we were pleased to share with you not only the gospel of God, but also our own lives. Sharing the gospel but also sharing our lives because, we had, because you had become dear to us. Paul says don't take relationships lightly. He, sa- he says really, and this is my interpretation as we put it into the modern terms in some ways, is hey, we need each other. We need each other to survive in this world. This world, however you may, you may label it as cold and cruel, as, as unjust or whatever, that we need each other. But yet those relationships don't just happen. Our relationships don't just happen by being around each other for five or ten minutes or, or being in a room like this for an hour, hour and a half. It takes much more. It, it takes effort. We must share our lives with each other. We must be intentional to sit with each other. We have to make that effort. There's really three words from verse 8 that I, that I, I want to call out, but really just two I'm going to look at. Paul says we care. And then he talks about, hey, we're pleased to share 
because you would become dear. To share and, and to be dear are two words I just want to pull. Paul says, we were pleased to share with you our own lives. You know, this word picture again of sharing our lives goes back to verse 7 of a mom nursing her, her child. There's a sharing of herself. You know, she can't nurse far away. And in the same way, we can't build relationships where we're kind of far away when we stiff arm or, or, or there's a wall that's put up or there's just a casual surfacey thing that, that takes place. Deep relationships necessitate that we get up close and personal with one another. We can't share at a distance. And, and Paul's saying to the Thessalonians, because we have shared our lives with each other, because we have invested in that. Now, Paul, if you look in Acts, Paul was only um, with the Thessalonians for a very short time before he got run away. But he came back, I believe, a few times, and he sent Timothy, and he sent others to come back. He knew there was correspondence. He knew uh, the Thessalonians, that they had shared their lives, thus they had become dear. He said, because you have become dear to us. Paul loved these people. And he says, not only did I share the gospel, but I share my life. The gospel was not my motivation for coming. It was some of motivation, but it wasn't just that you get saved and I can put numbers on the board. It's that you've become dear and I want you to know the gospel. People are not a means to an end, but Paul talks about the individuals um, and the value that are there within each individual. And I think for us, you know, to communicate love with others, we must dare to share our lives to commune with each other, to talk about common things. These common things can sometimes start at a surface level. You can talk about the weather. You know, that's the, the kind of the old joke is you don't know what to talk about, talk about the weather, right? You can talk about sports. You can talk about art. You can talk about school activities. You can talk about those things. Those are beginning. But relationships also taught that we also mean that we talk about deeper things. Talk about some of the challenges that are there in our own lives, some of the things that we're facing, some of the fears that, that we, may, we may have in our personal life, or as we navigate this world, some of the stuff that we're facing as individuals, or, or, or things that are going on, that the injustices that we perceive, and, and, and the wrongs that we see, that we're talking and conversing about those things as well. You know, I just want to talk a little bit about PIC this morning, and, and, and my message is simple and it's short, is... The obvious is obvious, that we are multi-ethnic, that we are different, that, that we look different on the outside, but we're also different on the inside. We share sometimes different beliefs, we share different opinions, we share different thoughts on things. I think bottom line is we love God and we want to see the kingdom of God come here on earth as it is in heaven. But the diversity is a beautiful thing as well. And we have to be willing to share our lives with each other. And there's been some discussions going on um, within the body, kind of um, offline, not offline, but, but, but um, a couple of discussions that have kind of taken place outside of Sunday morning. We have one coming up next weekend. Everyone's invited to come and be a part of that. But what we're, what we're seeing in, in, in these discussions is, is how different we are, but yet how much that we love each other. But one thing that I've noticed even since March is sometimes our relationships are, are not as deep as they need to be. Yes, this is a loving church, and we've talked about this numerous times, that when you come in this church, you're going to be loved on. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter where you come from. You're going to be loved. <clears throat> our guests say this all the time. We overwhelm our guests with love. I mean, sometimes I'm taking a number. I'm seventh or eighth in line to be able to greet a person because everyone's lined up to greet a guest. That's a beautiful, beautiful thing. And I see conversations after church, 10, 15-minute conversations and so forth. And that's a beautiful thing as well. 
But I believe the Lord's challenging us in the sense that if we're going to accomplish our calling and our purpose is we have to go deeper with each other. You know, there's a tendency in nature, and every one of us has stepped out of the boat to be here already because it would be co- more comfortable maybe to be with groups that are, are more like us in, in a lot of ways, who think like us, who look like us. There's a, there's a subconscious nature inside of us to group with people that share a lot of those similar things because it's a little bit more comfortable. So everyone's already stepped out to a certain degree, and that's a beautiful thing. But we also have to fight the urge that even among us, that we don't always group with people who think like us or look like us, that we're willing to converse and sit down with others. You know, I shared last week about meeting with some of the pastors in, in the office park here and talked about, you know, Todd, who, who pastors the Vineyard Church, and, um, and Wayne Robinson, who, who pastors the church, New Millennium, which I know you, you're good friends. You're on staff together, right, uh, at uh, Mount Zion for a while. And when we met um, two or three months ago, and we had a lunch next door at the, um, uh, whatever that, the event center, thank you. You know, he said, hey, I want to be in people's homes who don't look like me. I want to be in people's homes who don't think like me. I want to be in people's homes whose church looks different than mine. You know, and, and something, something resonated within me, like, yeah, yeah, you know, just to break bread, just to, just, to, just to sit and talk and get to know each other in different ways. And I think that's important for us as a church if, as we move forward. I believe part of our calling, and in the mission statement, it's really, even though it doesn't say it, bring that back up, even though it doesn't say it, it talks a lot about reconciliation to be Christ-centered, that we would be reconciled to Christ through the Word. Multi-ethnic speaks of reconciliation in and of itself. As we build community, there's reconciliation that has to take place. Discipleship, there's reconciliation. Spiritual and, and racial and social, economic, all these types that have to take place. And for us to fulfill our purpose to the world around us to be that, we have to continue to build relationships with each other to sit down with people who may not look like us, who think like us, who may hold some different opinions, and to listen. And we're starting to do that. It's not an easy process by any means. But I do think it's a necessary thing that we must go through as a church. There are some pretty amazing stories, people, here in this body. So as you sit down, and, and I love, you know, my, my love, my heart is, is to sit down with people and drink coffee all day, or I, w- I don't like to eat necessarily all day, but, but I love that interaction one-to-one or one-to-two just to hear, hey, what's going on in your life? Hey, tell me, tell me about this. Tell me about your story. I love that aspect. And as I've done that with most people here, there's some pretty amazing stories. There's a group of just amazing people, but there's some experiences people have gone through. You know, I've sat down with Ernest many times, and I've heard his experiences. And I mean, he grew up more in the city. I grew up in the country. He grew up more in a diverse environment. I grew up in a, in a not diverse environment. And I'm just sitting there shaking my head like, what? What? Really? I've never experienced that, but it's opened my eyes. You know, Tony's not here, and uh, so I can talk about him. You know, he played football. He's a big guy, right? Justin's not here. Maybe we'll talk about Justin, too. But, but, but Tony is so gentle in some ways. Like, I'm like, you played football? Like, you hit someone? Really? Because we talk about gardening. We talk about decorating the house, things like that. And it just kind of blows your mind in some ways. But we don't get that sometimes in passing in church for five minutes or ten minutes or something. There's also fears that, that people begin to talk about, concerns that, that we begin to talk about. 
And I think that's important for us as we, as we move forward as a body, as, as a church body, that we're willing to build deeper relationships. We're not always going to agree with each other, and that's fine. Those conversations may get intense at times, but if we're committed to love each other, then we'll get through it. I can talk about Michael because he's not here this morning either. You know, I think sometimes when you look at our relationship, you may think, hey, we're really on the same page in a lot of things. Yes, we love the Lord. We want to see the kingdom come. We, we have some, some similar ideas, but we are very different people. The way we view things are different. The way we want to go about doing things are different. We've been very nice when Andrea's here, not, not, to, not to argue or, or fight or, or anything like that. Not that we do argue or fight. But there's things that, that we have totally different ways of doing it. We have totally different experiences as well. But we've shared our lives over the years. He's told me, you know, about you know, Ben and Kelly growing up. He's told me about marriage with Cynthia. I've shared about my kids. We've, we've talked about soccer. We've talked about all these different things. And I know there's things that I've said to him where he's just kind of shaking his head like, Young guy just doesn't know. And there's things that he said or refuses to do, and I'm like, old dog won't, won't take on new tricks. <laughs> That's the extent of our relationship sometimes. But, you know, there's things I know I've said who, to offend him, and there's things he's said to me that's offended me that's stung, and I'm like, who's this guy? In fact, the first time he came to this church, I'm like, I don't want this guy coming back because he grilled me with questions about church and this and this. And he came back the next week, and I'm like, Lord, what are you doing? Thorn in the side type thing. But the thing is, he's become very dear to me because we've sat and we've shared our lives. And again, we don't always agree on, on a lot of things. It looks like we agree on most things. Kingdom stuff, there's a lot that we do agree with. And we do see a lot of things similar, but there's also things that we don't. And I think that, I share that story because that's what I desire for all of us. Now, building a relationship with a thousand members takes, is almost impossible. But when you look around, we're not at a thousand members. We are a smaller church. We are a smaller group of people. Still, it takes time. You can't always build with every person. But what would it look like if we're intentional to put in some effort? I'm not saying the effort hasn't been there to find one or two or three that maybe you don't converse with that much. Maybe, maybe you look and say, you know, we, we don't have that much in common. I don't think we have that much in common. What would it look like to sit down and break some bread? What would it look like to sit down and, and you know, be in each other's homes, to spend some time with each other? I think we would be pleasantly surprised. I think we would be challenged and encouraged at the same time. I think we would be stretched I think we would, we, would, we would love our brothers and sisters that much more. And again, listen to me carefully. I'm not saying it doesn't take place. I just think the Lord is calling us to go deeper. And it's a requirement for us then to, to be the light to the world around us. You know, we can't say, hey, we're reconciled when we just kind of come together for, for a little while on Sunday. It takes something a little bit more. And for us to fulfill this mission statement, to be Christ-centered, to be biblical-based, to, be to be a multi-ethnic church focused on building a community, dedicated to discipleship and active in missions, is to require us to go deeper in our relationships. And that's not comfortable. Shirley and I were talking about that this morning, about how uncomfortable it is to be uncomfortable. You know, think about that, right? That we want to hold on to comfort. Let's fight those urges. So, Lord, I pray this morning that as we move forward, Lord, that you will help us to build deeper relationships with each other. 
Lord, I thank you for my brothers and sisters in this room. I thank you for each and every one, fearfully and wonderfully made, Lord. Lord, I thank you for the talents and the gifts. I thank you for who they are, the experiences that all of us have, Lord, the opinions that we hold, the beliefs that we hold, Lord, the the way that that your word has changed and transformed us. Thank you for for the things that you've dropped in all of our hearts, Lord, the things that are are so passionate, causes that we want to stand for and fight for, Lord. Thank you for those things. Lord, thank you that that in the diversity that we see in this room, Lord, there is a challenge to to grow and to be stretched, Lord. There's an encouragement that we get, Lord, as, as we hear different stories, as we understand each other more. And Lord, I pray, that Father, that as we share our lives, just as Paul talks about, that there just be a deeper caring for each other, Lord. I thank you for, for the expression of care that's already here. Thank you for the love that's already here, Lord. Just grow us in this. Lord, help us to continue to be focused on building community. Help us to not to fall in the trap to just talk about it, but to practice it. Lord, help us to be intentional. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, we are dismissed. Our prayer ministers, if you're here this morning, come on up. And um, if you need prayer, they will pray with you. Have a great afternoon.